0: everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Week Gaming. It's 189 episodes. I made a mess. Hooray! We did it. A... <laughs> we got
1: through the intro. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you gotta take, look, like, Mike, when you get up this far in years, you know, the, this, this many episodes and you're starting to get old, almost hitting 200. You Gotta take a small victories.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hooray, we got through the introduction and then it'll be... <laughs> we got through the first part we showed up
2: yeah
0: <laughs> well two of us showed up well, that's true. <laughs> yes uh just two of us this week uh paul is away got called and caught up in the, the real life stuff again so uh he's not joining us this week uh but you've got us yeah yeah cool um so let's do what we normally do anyway and uh dive in to some video game talk i don't think we've got uh any board game talk this week
1: no i've not played it
0: no no same here so um we can maybe talk about the lack of board games later <laughs> but let's dive into some uh, video game talk uh kieran you have um you did it you drank the kool-aid and you went and bought destiny 2
1: i did for the worst reasons as well. Like, Go on. So, I was going to buy Destiny 2 because GameSeek do these things called cyclonic deals, which are just deals that are relatively cheap pre orders for games, but you can only buy them for like, you know, a couple of minutes a day. So, they give you notifications and stuff. And they were selling Destiny 2 for 30 quid. And I was like, that's a decent price. I'd buy Destiny 2 for 30 quid. And I tried for multiple days and couldn't get it. One of my friends got it, and I was like, well, fuck, I need to play co-op, two, so I guess I'll just spend the, like, 45 quid and just buy Destiny 2. No! <laughs> so I bought Disney 2. Um, <laughs> that game's really good. I finished the story mode, um, which is remarkably uh, better than the first one, in that it's actually a really good story mode. It's, right. It's much more close, it's much closer to, like, a Halo campaign or something. Um, whereas the first game was this weird disjointed mess that barely had any story. Uh, all the levels felt like they were just kind of dropping in you into hub worlds, and then there'd be like maybe one room or two rooms that were, you know, actual level. Yeah. Yeah. And, Destiny Two is, not market- not like massively different in that way, like in its structure, but all of the hub worlds are a lot tighter and feel a lot more like. Just really well made shooter levels. So when you do go through a section of hub world and then go through a section of like crafted level with uh, you know set pieces and stuff like that, it feels like a much more kind of natural flow, and it feels much more like if you didn't already know that there was you know this kind of hub world stuff that you can go and do outside of the levels, it would feel like just a, a really good you know shooter level. It wouldn't feel like oh this is a section of somewhere else that i'm being funneled through Mm -hmm. uh so that's really good the story is actually genuinely good as well which i wasn't expecting because again the story in the first game was practically non-existent um
0: yeah they had peter dinklage and then they patched him (laughs) they patched him out Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
1: they had had bill nye and they gave him one line because he was just a vendor in the in the hub area he wasn't uh he wasn't a character, really. <laughs> Bill Nye is back. He has All right. at least six or seven lines now. Um, he has cutscenes. Oh, wow. So good. <laughs> They're making full use of fucking award-winning national treasure Bill Nye. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um, he does have, like, actually genuinely a couple of the best lines in that game, though. Like, there's some genuinely kind of good... Action movie ish, like kind of quips and stuff like that, that he has. because um, like the whole setup of this game is in Destiny, there is this thing called the Traveler, which is this big ball, like the size of a moon or something, basically, that comes to our solar system. Comes That's no moon, <laughs> it's well, this thing is apparently actually a machine, as it turns out, but um, <laughs> it shows off and it's like, hey. Motherfuckers, I'm the traveler. Uh, you're all immortal now, and um, I'm giving you technology. You can colonize the rest of the solar system. Have fun. Also, right. you've got magic. And then everyone's like, That sounds pretty fucking good. Alright, like, cool. Let's do that. Everyone colonizes the rest of the world, uh, the rest of the solar system. Humans have this golden age. The traveler's like, Oh man, I've done some good stuff. I'm going to go to sleep. Traveler goes to sleep. Bad guys show up, destroy everything. And the setup of Destiny 1 is. Traveler's still asleep, and humanity has like one city left on Earth, and that's all that's left of their golden age. And Destiny Two, big bad guys show up and steal the Traveler. And it's like, well, <laughs> the one thing we had is now gone as well. So we're not immortal anymore. That's as fucked. We're kind of <laughs> fucked. And it's a good setup. And so the whole premise is you're trying to you know defeat the big bad that's trying to take the Traveler's abilities for himself and you know, that kind of stuff, and you're trying to regain the abilities you lost, which is kind of a, a good setup for going from, by the way, at the end of Destiny 1, you were probably like practically a god, and now <laughs> you have to start a new game, so we can't let you have all of your abilities and all of your guns. Um, and they do that kind of cool thing where, that a lot of MMOs do, where the first level of this game is the like the, the, the main kind of hub from the first game so the place you'd go to like talk to vendors and sell things and trade things and stuff like that and so the first level of this game is that on fire and filled with enemies and it's like a good kind of th- like this skill cool thing where if you played a bunch of Destiny you spent you know probably a dozen or so hours in that area just you know trading things or like un- opening engrams and buying weapons and you know jumping around and doing all the little mini games that are in there right and that stuff is it's just cool just to see it on fire and doing you know you fight a battle through it and stuff like that and so like that campaign in general is just a really solid campaign i played through most of the single player replayed the last couple of levels co-op with someone else as they were going through it and those last like f- three or four levels are just genuinely like fantastic levels. They're among some of the best levels that Bungie has made in a shooter. So, sure. um, I'm glad that they pulled it together after the kind of mess that the first game was to start with. Uh, yeah, and then they, they keep doing all the, the the actual stuff that you'd expect from Destiny. Where there's a lot of loot grinding stuff at the after you finish the campaign. There's the strikes, which are still probably one of my favorite parts. Which is I think there's only four in the game just now, but they're basically like longer missions that you have to do with uh in a team of three. Okay. So they're like forced co-op, you know, longer missions that usually end in like a big kind of boss fight, and those are really fun. There's they've upgraded, they've updated a lot of things. They've added a lot of like side missions into the 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 patrol zones, so the kind of big or kind of not quite open world, but you know the. I guess they're like small open worlds. Um, so they have patrol, mi- they had patrol missions in the first game, which are back in this one, but they're just things like, oh, go kill... They're the equivalent of you know fetch quests and MMOs. They're like, go kill 10 rats. And it's like, oh, great. Okay, I'll do that, I guess. Uh, they upgraded those a bit into as well by the, introducing a thing called Adventures, which are actually mm-hmm. more like little side missions that actually take you to unique areas that aren't in the story. And have their own kind of boss fights. They have a bunch of story around them. There's like a lot of story around almost everything in this game. But again, coming from Destiny 1 where all of the story was in fucking grimoire cards that you had to...
0: Yeah, it was a fucking mission to find them and yeah, then... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you had to it, download an app to read them. And then it was badly put together once you eventually got what you were looking for.
1: Exactly. And this this is there's way more story stuff there's way more dialogue there's um nolan north returns as your ghost he's pretty good he quips quite a lot he's kind of funny they make a couple of silent protagonist jokes because your character obviously can't speak because you know they're a custom character and they would need to have voice for that stuff so instead your ghost speaks for you and kind of points out to people sometimes like no no i'll speak for them and it's like this okay (laughs) It's weird. I'm I'm the hero here. What are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, Nathan Fillion returns as Cade Six, and he has way more story stuff as well, which is kind of neat to see. Uh, right. He's kind of the the kind of goofbally. Uh, he's almost like a kind Deadpoolish, you know, kind of light-hearted comic relief character. But yeah, so the story stuff's just way better done. The look grinding stuff is also nowhere near as grindy as it was in Destiny One. Like you finish that campaign, and there's a thing where you go around all of the the vendors, and they basically are like, "Oh, well done! You beat the big baddie. Good job!" And then they basically just hand you like a bunch of free shit, and they're just like, "Here you go. Here's some legendary weapons," and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> and, then, and then you go out and you do you know more side missions stuff like that, and you get a bunch more legendary weapons and legendary armor and exotics and. This is all like the high level stuff, and you level up super quickly, and it's super easy to do all that stuff. Like, they made it way easier than the first game. I think that's definitely beneficial to it because the worst parts of Destiny 1 were doing the fucking, like, driving around each of the open world areas, collecting all the fucking collectibles so that you could, you know, trade them in or use them to upgrade other weapons, and the worst. They took out a bunch of that stuff, which is good. Um, yeah, it just seems like a really big improvement over the first game, it, pretty much across the board. It looks nicer, the areas are a lot more unique and distinct. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, the open world areas is set on a... um, It's set on a like kind of flooded planet, so there's a bunch of um, basically oil rig style platforms that the city is kind of built on. Uh, and then there's also a big... Um, epic like biodome basically you can go into this like this kind of overgrown once kind of utopia you know kind of city that humans built out of all of the great technology and then it's just kind of falling apart because bad guys have been in it for a while right yeah. it's it's a lot better than the first game was and i i'm genuinely impressed that they have managed to turn things around this much because i was kind of worried about it because like destiny one was a real bummer when it first came out i played a lot of it the first couple of dlcs weren't very good and then the taken king came out and was the first kind of step in the right direction of like Mm -hmm. improving that game and this feels like it's very much kind of evolved from the Taken king and then they did another dlc which i didn't play but i heard was not great and they did a bunch of season... like they they introduced uh, like a free to play currency, free to play style currency and the first Destiny, and that's back into, and the the excuse they gave for it in the first game was, oh yeah, well this will let us be able to fund the team to do you know updates on the fly, so that we can introduce more content as the game's going between the big expansions, and all that mm-hmm. content was terrible, like it was universally garbage, right, and it's like okay, well they. Do they even know what they're doing? Like, do they know how to make this game good? And Destiny Two shows that, yeah, they do. Like, probably part of the reason that content is bad is because all the people that, you know, all the people getting paid the big bucks for working on Destiny Two, right? And they pulled it off. I think. From, like, there's some issues here and there, but for the most part, it's really great, and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm trying to level up enough to do the raid, so I can do that because I never did any of the raids in the first game, so that'll be good. Cool. Uh, Mike, you've been. Let's just jump to the, the biggest game of the, the year that's in your list of played games here. Yes. Which is Conga Master Party. <laughs> are you allowed yeah. to talk about this? Is
0: this out? Is this,
1: uh, uh, are you under embargo?
0: No, no, I'm uh, not under embargo. So, Conga uh, Master Party is the Nintendo Switch version of a game called Conga Master, which came out earlier i think last year for pc and just recently for the consoles for hmm. xbox one and ps4 okay. um it's coming out for nintendo switch i think the 26th if i remember correctly I check this is on the coming soon the um, cool uh yeah i think it's 26th. that it might be 26th say. or 28th Keep on. about right okay um so it's uh it's a riff on snake is the best way to describe it you know the old uh, nokia phone game yeah yeah so um this time instead of having a snake and you're eating little blocks to get bigger and bigger um you control you start off as one guy and you burst into a bar or wherever your stage that you pick you burst in and the music starts playing and you're trying to start a conga line. And how you do it is you have to dance pretty close to people that are dotted around. Mm-hmm. And as you get close to them, there's like a little area and it shows you their personal space. And you essentially invade their personal <laughs> space by da- dancing around them in a circle. I don't circle. like this game anymore. And <laughs> what happens is there's a little bar above them and it it grows at different rate, you know, um, depending on... I don't know if it depends on various things. There's like different character, different types of people, mm-hmm. and when you dance around them, the the bar fills up. Once the bar fills up, they'll join your conga line. But it, depending on what type of person it is, it will take longer for that bar to fill. And I don't think there's any mid, I don't think there's anything you can do to speed those up apart from in-game bonuses. Um, but yeah, so you're you're dancing around everybody and you create a conga line. When you gain somebody into your conga line, it fills up what they call the momentum meter. Mm-hmm. Momentum meter is just generally it's the in-game timer. So once your momentum hits zero, that's it. The, the level's over and you've lost. The object of each level is to get a certain number of people and then the, uh, the club doors or the, the bar doors open and then you can leave. This game is nuts. It is <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe it is it is just nuts. The um, so the game is done in like uh, the eight bit, you know, the eight bit yeah. style, and um, it's set in. It looks like it's set in the in the eighties. Just the the <laughs> color palettes that they've used, so the blacks and pinks and things like that, uh, the, the fluorescent pinks. And then the music that they use for each club has got an old school feel to it. So there's the one club is a roller disco that you go to. So one roller disco, that's the first clue. Yeah. And then the it's like um, the music that they play is kind of it's it is it's electronic, and that's what it is. It's a monotonous beat and somebody in the background going electronic, electronic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually played it for. For you earlier on, Kieran, yeah. and you—you you made a good point that it sounds very reminiscent of um, a Bloodhound Gang. Yes, <laughs> the
2: That's bad touch.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah. So the the music is. It's obviously having a a go at the genre and it's tongue-in-cheek. There's certain areas in the game. So what happens is in each level, you'll you'll be dancing around and you're building your conga line. And then you get to a certain point and there's a little padlock and it's got a number. And once you've got enough people in your conga line, you can go into this part. And it differs depending on what it is and where you are. So in the first level, you're in a club. And you end up going to there's like a pool room, and you go into the pool room, and you can dance around the pool table and get people to join your conga. Mm-hmm. If you go to the is that a cocktail lounge, you end up going into the toilets, and there's what what you need to be on the lookout for is there's always little characters that you can't interact with. They're just there and they're maybe doing things and moving about. The there's a guy. <laughs> uh, in the the pool table, but there's a guy lying on the pool table. It looks like he's he's um, you know, stamping his feet and kicking his arm, <laughs> you know, uh, stamping his arms and kicking his feet on the table. And there's another guy, and he's got the he's got a pool stick above his head, and he's shaking it up and down like the. The, the sand person in episode four of star wars
2: <laughs>
0: that's what it looks like. i'm pretty sure that's what they're having a go at is yeah, you know definitely. that repetitive action um the when we, you go into the toilets there's um somebody sitting on the toilet um all the characters are fully clothed there's nothing you know it's not vulgar uh, so the character looks like they're sitting on the toilet and there's somebody else and they're shaking their arms it looks like they're cheering him on <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really bizarre the game has definitely got its tongue planted firmly in its cheek when it does things like this yeah, Um so the story there's a story mode believe it or not there's a story mode and the story, all it is is you pick a character there's like 20 odd characters that you can play and they're just different uh, they've got slightly different abilities, but from what I've played, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. But you've got different characters; they all look um, slightly different. There's people that look like normal men and normal women. There's a girl, and she wears a yellow top, and she's got a green hat with big, long green, almost like tentacles. And I think she's new exclusively to the Switch.
1: Hmm.
0: Yes, and I think it's meant to be a squid girl, an oh, inkling. okay. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, you've got all these, all the different characters. But you pick a character, you start off in an area, and you, you build up your conga line. Once the conga line's long enough, the doors open, and you, go through the door. Now, there's a transition. There's a a mini game, that transitions you between all the different levels. And what it is is, it's you and your conga line running down the street. And then there's an alien spaceship, and it's it's sucking up people from your conga line. So what you need to do is you need to push a run button to run in front and get as many people to follow you in front of the, the suction beam of the the UFO. Mm. So it's going to suck everyone to a certain point. And it's basically, it's cutting down your conga line. Um, and then there's there's pigs that run across the road. So not only do you have to run in front of the beam, you then have to jump over the pigs. Otherwise, if you don't, you fall back and more people get souped up by the, the ship. Okay.
1: That's why? Cool. So there's like some intricacies to it at least.
0: <laughs> yeah. But why? Not a fucking clue. They've obviously, <laughs> they've obviously decided at one point we'll put a mini game in You know, so that you don't end up, you don't start the game with a 15, you know, 15 chain long conga line already. So, yeah, like you say, it is quite clever, um, but just the theming of it is absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah, Uh, bizarre. Very fun game. Um, It is got... It's reminiscent of Snake. It's got a lot of the one more go factors as well when you fail because the levels are... they happen quite quickly, so you don't need to. You know, it's not like oh shit, it takes me fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. You fail it, you can have another quick go. Um, it's perfect for handheld mode on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Quick go on the train in between your stops. Uh, that's it, you're done. You don't you don't even need to stop midway. That they're, they're super quick. They're three four minutes max per level, which is fine, perfect. Um, but I do suspect that. I'm going to get fed up. <laughs> it's Snake. At the end of the day, it's Snake. It's dressed up. It's got a, lo- a cracking soundtrack, a lot of humour, but it's Snake. Yeah. But this is where the multiplayer comes in. So the, the party part of the title comes in. They've got the multiplayer part and there is five or six different modes in multiplayer.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. And they so they have different things. They, they've got one where... You play as a two-player game, or I think it's two to four-player, and you're boshed in the door at the same time. You go off in your different directions, and there's little bubbles. And what you do is you dance through the bubble, and the bubble will then join your conga line. And you've got 30 seconds or so to collect as many bubbles as you can. Once you've got them, then the timer changes. It counts down to zero, and then the game starts again. And now what you have to do is you have to try and bust the other person's bubbles while still keeping yours active. The person who loses all their bubbles first is the loser.
1: Okay. So if you're yeah. like good enough at the first bet, then you'll have more of a chance of winning the second bet.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, so they've taken, they've taken this idea of the conga thing and then, you know, they've expanded on it in the multiplayer which is really good the game's a lot of fun in the the multiplayer I haven't played a lot to be honest Uh, I'm hoping to play a little bit more this weekend before I finish the review Um, but the game it's fantastic either in console mode in front of your TV or you know in tabletop mode Uh, I call it tabletop mode but you know I mean when you uh, in mobile mode and then you take the the controllers off
1: I think as actually. I think their official terminology for it is actually tabletop mode. Oh right, okay. Like
0: um, that. yeah, it's a, it's really cool. Uh, so I'm look, I'm actually as we talk, I am trying to get into the multiplayer mode, so I can tell you about the my favorite part of the this game. Which is the multiplayer mode, and it's just the, what they've called the games. Oh
1: yeah, you sent me pictures
0: of these. Yes, yeah, so they've taken um, all the different modes and they have named them after uh, popular games. And um, it's a yeah, so what
1: underlying copyright infringement? Yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: but but it is it is quite funny. So yeah, um, they've taken the games. And, but they've also taken the graphics, you know, the way the the, the, the game name shows on the box yeah, art. NBA, um, so, uh, yeah. Yes, stuff. yeah. So they've got one, it's called Cut the Conga. Um, cut the Rope, anyone? Yeah. Yep, the, the one that I was telling you about where you, you get the, the bubbles and then you fight, you basically fight each other, is called Mortal Conga yep there's a a game where you uh, are creating a conga line separately and uh, then there's a counter that comes and it counts down and then you have to strike a dance pose uh oh no 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 i tell a lie uh that's another one that, that one's called just conga mm-hmm. <laughs> um but the there's another one where you're doing your conga line then the countdown happens and then you have to play uh, a game of rock paper scissors with each other using the, the joy cons uh-huh. that's called that's 1-2 called conga
1: how does it do the <laughs> rock paper scissors
0: uh, I don't know yet okay. uh, so I was now, just
1: I guess you re- probably can if you're I was going to say there's a 1-2 <laughs> switch game that uses the one of the joy cons has like a an IR thing on it that you can use yes. for rock paper scissors. Yeah. But it's only on one
0: of them, so I guess that probably wouldn't work. Yeah, I I like I said, you know, I still need to play a, a lot of the, the two player stuff or the multiplayer stuff. Um uh, there is and then there's things like um Grand Theft Conga. I'm not hundred percent sure what that is. Um there's the last conga uh Conga Hunter but my ultimate favourite And they've taken the font and used it. This is the last one that
1: looks the best as well.
0: Yes, yeah. So they've taken the font and everything and it's called Command and Conga.
1: That one's really good. (laughs) That one just works. The one that works the best out of all of those. Yes. They're taking a word that vaguely sounds similar already. The other ones are just...
0: They're just putting Conga in the title. Yeah. Yeah. It is... uh, It's fantastic. Uh, So... Yeah, um, and like I said, the little bit I have played in the multiplayer is a lot of fun. It is—it's one of those games that kind of shows off the Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels—I put it in the same wheelhouse as the multiplayer mode of Mario Kart. Oh, cool. You know, pe- yeah, cause people go, "Oh, what? You know, what's that thing you've got?" Um, and I found that uh, a couple of days ago at work, I—I I took my. My switch down to lunch with me, and there's people in, and uh, they seen you know seen it inside its case, and they say, "Oh, what's that?" I say, "Oh, it's the switch." Oh, what's the switch? <laughs> <laughs> so you had to explain, "Oh, it's the new, you know, it's the follow-up to the Wii U." Oh, right, like Wii Spoke. Yeah, kind of. Close no, not um, what Wii U is yeah. Switch will um, well be
1: known a few months when they're yes. in stock because they're selling real well, but
0: yeah. So, yeah. um. Yeah, I set it up on the table, took the two controllers out, and uh, we spent lunchtime playing Mario Kart. That's
1: cool.
0: Which was great. Um, the Conga Master party is—it's more for people that like games as well and can appreciate the style, yeah. you know, definitely the art style and the humour behind the games and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's so I think it's going to retail round about eight pounds. Not i think i it. saw it's not bad yeah, so sure. for for what you're getting if you are looking for a some and something else <clears throat> excuse me something else in the multiplayer category for the switch definitely give it give it a little shout mm-hmm. you know check it out um so i've whittled on about that <laughs> for a, a lot longer than i thought um Kieran, you checked out something I checked out as well, but I didn't put it down my list to talk about it too much. Was the um, the new demo for or the demo for the new Square Enix game that uh, was showcased at the Nintendo Switch Direct event?
1: Yeah. Uh, So, Octopath Traveler or Project Octopath Traveler, which they you know in every trailer and every picture of that game, they have a thing next to it. It's like uh, working title. Probably not going to yep. call it Project Octopath Traveler.
0: Yeah, that would be good.
1: <laughs> but you know, the more I hear it, the more I think Octopath Traveler is actually just quite a good name. You don't need the project in front of it, but Octopath Traveler. I like that. Yeah, I like that <laughs> Um, yeah. So the demo has two characters that you can play as. Uh, I think there's going to be. I would guess, eight in the final game. It shows you on the main menu, but I didn't check. Um, so you can play as a dancer, or you yep. can play as a knight. I've only played through the dancer story stuff so far.
0: Yeah, i played a little bit of that as well.
1: Um, but it's very story-heavy. Uh, the story seems quite interesting, surprisingly dark in places. Like, her story is that she is uh, uh, she's working as A dancer yes (laughs) Uh, a a dancer at a gentleman's establishment uh who (laughs) perhaps (laughs) does the other things for money as well
0: you know yes money for the club um yeah because they have bedrooms and everything it's it's, yeah it's all a bit shady
1: it's implied never explicit but it's quite dark but really what she's doing is she's out for revenge for people who killed her father yes uh so she's hunting three people with crow tattoos on their hand. And you play uh, there's probably about I don't know, half an hour of that of gameplay on it. It's not a massive demo. Um, mm-hmm. But it gives you a little time to explore. Uh, each of the characters are going to have a unique mechanic. So uh, from what I understand the knight that you can control, can pick fights with anyone he wants and the, the Village like NPCs, you can just go up and pick fights from what I understand. Not played him yet though. Uh, but right. Her ability, the dancer's ability, is that she can go up and she can allure, use her allure on different uh, NPCs, which just means they follow you and then they'll have different abilities they can use in battle, uh, which is kind of a neat thing. So you can just walk around and be like, that knight who's guarding the town probably will, you know, have a decent punch in a fight. Uh, yeah, but you know this shopkeeper will boost my uh, my SP when I've used it casting spells, so that'd be kind of useful. That kind of stuff, and it shows you what their ability is before you actually, you know, make them join you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a little dungeon that you go through. You do some battles. The battles are really cool. They're kind of classic turn-based stuff with. Um, a couple of neat mechanics where, like, you can uh, every every turn that you don't use them, you gain uh, these little kind of boost. Uh, I don't know what they're called. They're like boost orbs. And so, when you decide you do want to use them, you stack them up on top of your attack, and it just means you will attack an extra time for each one of those boosts that you use. So you go into fight, and you'll you know hit a guy, and then you'll hit another guy. Or hit the same guy again, and then you can the turn after that because you'll have gained two orbs. You can hit a guy three tor- three times in your next turn. Oh, okay. And all of the art for that stuff is really really pretty. Like the whole game is like it's kind of like Super Nintendo era, like Final Fantasy ish uh, sprite work, but it's all three D. So mm-hmm. the sprites are all still two D, but they've got like a bunch of three D lighting and stuff like that applied to them, and they're in a three D space. And all the textures are kind of to the, you know, kind of 16-bit uh, graphics as well. And again, they all have this really nice lighting and kind of, you know, HD-ish kind of blur effects and stuff like that all on them. So it's it, it's got all these kind of modern lighting and post-processing effects, but applied to what is essentially a 16-bit RPG. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice kind of mix of things that it looks really pretty. And there's like a bunch of crazy particle effects that happen when you do even just like regular attacks, but then you do spells as well, it's crazy. Uh, and then there's a boss fight at the end of that uh, section that has just a really big enemy and like a bunch of smaller enemies and it's it just looks really cool. They, they pull that stuff off. The The combat's not super deep, it's kind of got like the persona thing where if you hit an enemy with a attack that they are weak against, then you'll do more damage the next turn you attack. Right. Um, although they also have a, they have like a shield, um, like number next to them, a number that's like kind of in a little shield next to their, uh, uh, the bar underneath them, which has what their weaknesses is. If you found out what they are, they start off as just question marks. But if you actually manage to hit with something they're weak against, it will unveil, and you'll be able to. Next time you fight that enemy, you'll be like, oh, that guy's weak against normal attacks. That guy's weak against boost attacks. That guy's weak against magic. Um, And then you like once you hit them with something they're weak against that number will go down and once that's at zero then they'll be broken and it just means that you can do more damage so it's neat it's it seems pretty simple so far i'll be interested to see how they flesh it out they did a kind of survey after that demo came out which these are the guys that made bravely default so i don't know if you remember but bravely default had a similar thing but had a demo Quite a bit before it came out. Yes. And they changed a lot of that game based on that survey. Like the, the whole combat was completely different by the time the game came out. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how much it changes by the time it comes out. But I think it's quite good just now as it is. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. Because it seems cool. I'll definitely play sure. that when it comes out. Uh, let's keep going with Switch stuff, Mike. Yes. We,
0: we both played some Splatoon 2. We did, yeah um so i never spoke about splatoon last week so this is the first time i played it well spoke about it um yeah it's i really liked splatoon uh for the wii u but i never bought it because i don't know why i didn't buy it there was a reason there was some daft i think why would you buy something on the wii u
1: Probably yeah, the reason. It's
0: probably, like... probably the re, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I but I was, if you remember when it was first announced at E3, um, I was the one that was shouting about it. You said it looked you weren't sold on it at all. Yeah. Then we went to EGX and we both came out of that really liking it. Paul didn't like it, we did, and then you went and bought it. and. I didn't, and then got excited when they said that Splatoon 2 was coming out for the Switch. Yeah, um, Yeah, I am surprised how much I like that game as well because it's, it's a lot better than it should be. It has no right to be this good, <laughs> is kind of the way that I feel about it.
1: That's how I kind of felt about the first game, where it was like this is a Nintendo-made online third-person shooter <laughs> that has mechanics taken from Mario Sunshine. <laughs> like, think about it for a minute, like, Mario fucking Sunshine. Yeah. Not even like good Mario, whatever. Um, <laughs> and they made a third-person shooter of it, which, you know, Nintendo making online games in general can be a sketchy thing sometimes. But yes. it's fucking great.
0: Yeah, it is really good. But not only that, when you think about it, you know, it's... You go and you you play online with people, and you have a little battle in a very small arena. the The games are super short, and that's it. Yeah, but it works. It just <laughs> it just it, works.
1: Yeah, I think it wouldn't work if the games were longer.
0: Yeah, if the maps were bigger and there was other objectives and things like that, it ju- I, it wouldn't work. There are know?
1: other uh, objective modes when you get to the ranked stuff right okay so the ranked stuff is switches in different uh, maps that have like unique mechanics so they'll be like capture the flag kind of things or control point stuff right okay um, but even those are really short like they're still yeah you know whatever it is like three four minute matches
0: right uh, I do like as well that it's you know they've added the other things in there as well so there is a a single player mode, which is essentially it's a it's an overextended tutorial.
1: Yeah, uh, you I know it's, they, they, they do some interesting stuff with it, like later on. I've still not finished that, uh, campaign right. actually, But some of the levels get a bit more complex and do things that aren't really even in the multiplayer that much.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, because it's it is it's uh, there's it's puzzly and how you complete certain things. You have to do certain things and activate certain weapons and do you know like yeah. you say things that you normally wouldn't do travel along the walls and you know jump from wall to wall which you normally don't do in the multiplayer as much yeah. um yeah th- they've got that and then uh i like the you know this uh what's the town called or the place the town square oh, i don't actually remember what it's called i should know that. um but yeah that so when the game starts you end up in this like 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 little square and it's like a village and there's some shops on either side and there's things that you can go and do um and people just congregate there and you can see their gamer cards and um yeah you can't really do there's not really much to do in it but it's really nice that's there's a rhythm mini game in it yes (laughs) yeah i you you showed me this uh, just before we started recording. It. It's awesome. You go up to, looks like a little arcade machine, and you can push play, and then you can listen to any of the in game music that you've unlocked. There's certain things that haven't been unlocked yet. Be I'd imagine that's. Um... Right now, I'm guessing you just play uh, because a lot of the music seems to be tied to specific stages and, ar- and arenas. Yeah. So just, you know, either. Do the chapter in the single player or you know fight on a right match or whatever it is yeah, and maybe. then you then you'll get that music uh yeah so you can either just play that music in the background or there's a i was going to say a really simple but it, it's <laughs> it's not that simple it's a just a rhythm game that uses the buttons on your controller um and it looks like an old school uh, guitar hero there's a line and the the prompts passed as they hit a light they hit that line. You need to push the prompts. Yeah. Um, yeah, really simple, silly little rhythm game, but it's there for you to, to waste some time and do some stuff. Yeah, I I'm really liking it. I played quite a bit last night and a couple of nights before as well. Um, w- the only thing that I would probably say about it at the moment is finding a game seems to be a bit of a challenge
1: yeah i so i haven't played that much recently um i didn't really stick with with within two that much just because i've been playing so many other things but i've been kind of jumping in for a game into here and there yeah and i jumped on to play a couple of games with you and your own last night yes and yeah we were sitting waiting for like minutes for people to join matches which I hadn't yeah. seen before because most of the time I've been playing it was right at launch and you would just join a game and people would be there instantly. Yes, um, yeah. Which is kind of a shame. Uh, I wonder if it's just people aren't sticking with it or if it's just because, you know, it's hard to find a
0: Switch. <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't know. I hope... I hope that's going to change. I hope people are still going to stick with it. It's...
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you can still... You could, or until recently, you could still find people playing Splatoon One. And right. There will definitely be a a good look, a good chunk of people that will stick with that game.
0: Yeah, because it would be a pity if, you know, a couple of weeks from now, you go to play a game and I can't get a game.
1: Yeah, I mean they also do uh, their Splatfest events, which always bring people back as well. All right. Okay. So you'll get if you play during one of those weekends, there's going to be tons of people on because everyone's trying to make their Splatfist team win. Oh, okay. That's where they do things like, what's better, mayonnaise or ketchup?
0: Ah, right, okay.
1: Or, uh, the last one was um, flight or invisibility.
0: Ah, right, okay. So they ask a silly question and then you fight for the yeah, side. Exactly, exactly.
1: You, you pick a side, you get like a branded t-shirt that has your side on it. Um, oh, cool. And you matchmaking to people on the same side as you and your teams are, like, color-coded, depending on them. Like, one They've done a bunch of licensed ones as well. Like, in Splatoon 1, they did, um, all bots versus uh... Decepticons? uh, Decepticons. Blanking on fucking Transformers. (laughs) Um, and they did like, Spongebob versus Patrick. That kind of thing. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I hope they do a bunch more of those and they're good, but yeah, they should hopefully bring more people in.
0: Cool. It's a damn good game. Excellent. It looks great. It does. Um, yeah, I, we were talking about that as well. And that's one of the things that I've realized about the Switch and that I really like is that you can be playing a game that should be on your television, you know, because of it's an online shooter, it's a AAA title, and I was playing it in my uh, library because Anne was watching something on. She was using the TV. She was watching a program, and I was sat with my little screen, and it was propped up with its on its little stand, <laughs> and I had I had my two hand uh, two joy cons in my hand, and I was sitting playing online matches wirelessly. It was fantastic. It's it so was, good. yeah.
1: It's they um, definitely like. I was when they first announced it. I was. Pretty much sold on the concept, but also mildly worried that you know, one we saw how portable, like handheld ports of current gen at the time games worked on the the Vita, mm-hmm. where you know you got ports from the PS3 and then eventually PS4, and you got things like that really bad port of Gun, or yes. Borderlands Two. Or um, I guess Risen wasn't that bad, but it didn't have all the content and it didn't run that well. And you know, yeah, yeah. um, Borderlands Two was just garbage. We got things like Mortal Kombat, which was a really good version of Mortal Kombat, but also looked terrible. And so I was like, okay, what's the? Am I gonna be playing this on TV? Like play Zelda on TV? Then pull it out of a dock, and then it's going to look like a fucking N sixty four game or something. Like how how big is the Mm -hmm. quality drop off going to be on this? And it's not big like they they pull it off like the difference between playing a game portably and playing it docked is not that noticeable for the most part some games are different from other games but you know like Splatoon 2 looks fantastic portable yeah it looks a bit cleaner on your TV but it looks like a really nice portable game when you're playing portably Mario and Rabbids looks fantastic portably I've been playing it more portable than I've been playing it on my TV Mm -hmm. Um, which, to be fair, I've been playing the Switch in general more portable than my TV. I've uh, been using it a lot as a, port- as
0: a portable system.
1: But yeah, it's just they, they pulled it off. The, the hardware is cool.
0: Yeah. It's uh, just re- really impressive, and I think Splatoon 2 is one of those games that's kind of brought me back. I think it's probably my... Favorite or my second favorite out of all the games that I played so far.
1: Nice. It's, so yeah, it's one of my favourites.
0: Yeah, um, just very easy to get into as well, um, and been having just just having a lot of fun playing some of the matches, and yeah, the the kind of skill level you pick up the skill quite easy. I found I, I found I was playing a couple of games yesterday, and I was dominating you know i was leading my team there was like four or five games that we won uh or just even played and every time i was the leader and i thought shit that's that normally doesn't happen in an online game for you know a while until you've leveled up really well but i was i was level six and i was playing with you know level 15s level 16s and uh, they were on the opposite side we were beating them and, I, you know, I was leading my team. And I thought, okay, it's yeah. balanced. Yeah, it is. It's balanced. You know, it's it's not whoever's got the highest level in the room is obviously going to win.
1: Yeah, no, like level, especially you can't even judge people based on level because you gain level just from playing.
0: Yes. So a lot of yeah. people
1: that have really high levels are not necessarily good at the game. They just played quite a lot of it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I am living proof that you can play a lot of a game and still be fucking terrible at it. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, I I had a, a good couple of battles today. Uh, I use the the paint roller. So one of the weapons that you can use is the, the big paint roller and you whack it on the ground and you run and it leaves a, a trail of your team's paint behind you. Yeah. Um, but the what you can do as well, so when you're attacking somebody, you can run over the top of them and splat them and flatten them or you can, uh, it's like flicking your paint roller at them and the paint splashes them. Uh, and that's quite a powerful attack as well. So what had happened was I'd got to a park today and I could see when people turn into the little squids, you can see the paint moving on the ground and I could see one of them. So I ran up and I wait, and it popped up and I splattered them at the right time. What I didn't see was the other two squids on the other side of me, <laughs> and they jumped up at the same time, and I splattered. I managed to get one of the other ones, and the guy got me in the back with julies, and I was just, it was really, really funny. It was just all these, yeah. you know, paint splatting going on, and it is, it's, it's a cracking game. Really, the, really
1: good. The julies are probably my favorite. They're, they're new for splitting, too. And all they right. are, They're like little pistols that you have, like two pistols that you have, one in each hand. And they shoot quite quick. They don't have a massive amount of ammo, so you have to refill your ink quite a lot. But also, if you press the jump button while you're shooting, you'll roll, so you can use it to do a little kind of combat roll in the middle of a, a fight, which is just mm-hmm. super handy, especially against paint rollers, because you can just r- they're like running at you, and you just keep rolling backwards while shooting at them at the same time. Yes. Keep out of range.
0: Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, I've had a, a lot of fun with that. I've bought a shitload of weapons as well. Whenever I level up, I just mm-hmm. buy as many of the weapons that I can. Yeah,
1: that's working. So,
0: that. yeah, I've got the Julies, and I go and you can do the practice range, and that's quite cool. But I bought one. It's basically it's like a Gatling gun. <laughs> the Gatling gun is quite
1: cool. I quite like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. When I was playing around with that, and I thought, oh, tonight I'll, or probably after we have podcast, I'll probably. Go on, and I'll play, and I'll try that, and see how I get on with that.
1: Yeah, they added an umbrella recently. That
0: I yes, a, I've
1: not tried that yet.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. Um I don't think I'm of. Uh, I'm not at a high enough level to get the umbrella yet.
1: Uh, I think I, I need double check actually, because I'm I also not that. I'm not many levels higher than you. I'm like level eleven or something. Yes, uh, which yeah. Is, you know, fine. But it's I've just not been playing a massive amount of it I, yeah. I played. I played more of the uh, the the horde mode stuff than I have of the multiplayer.
0: Right. Uh, I tried the whole the horde mode stuff. Um, you get like one level. Uh, it's like a training level, mm-hmm. and I think that's offline. Then anything you yeah. do after that is back online. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to try that. But... That's
1: great. My favorite part of that game—it's a smart twist on horde modes. Like the way that Splatoon in general is like a smart twist on shooters. Uh huh. That is a smart twist on horde modes, and again, it's super short and super not like it's actually really difficult, but it doesn't feel too punishing because you're just like, well, you know, I lost. Let's start again. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you know we lost right at the end, but right at the end is like, you know. A couple of minutes, so yeah, yeah, it's not like when you're doing fucking Gears of War and you're like, I got to the last wave of whatever it's like 50 waves, and it's like, I almost got to the end, and then the brumac came out, we all died, and I have to start again, or else we don't get this achievement. And it's
0: like, yes, I don't care, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which also
1: reminds me to play Gears of War 4, 4 mod.
0: It reminds me to play Gears of War 4,
1: uh, that too. I think I might have actually uninstalled it, my PC easy to make space. I should probably install Gears of War 4. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. uh, yeah it was very pretty but i never played a lot of it yeah that's right. yeah um yeah i I think that oh that's also the one of the other cool things is that the switch is kind of it's invigorated video games for me again because of uh, you know i was i was getting to the point where it was stuff was coming out even the beginning of this year there was some cracking games came out and i was like i just i i didn't have I wasn't excited about them. Yeah. So, Stuff on the Switch has definitely done that. Um, and, you know, I've taken one, uh, two review games for the site to review. One of them's for Switch, one of them's not. Yeah, and I'm getting a little bit excited about video games again. So, that is cool. It's
1: a good time to be excited about video games as well. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Poor game of the year, Mike.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Neo <Near laughs> but...
1: Talk is only like six hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll be, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have been playing a Kingdom New Lands, which is an indie title. Is it a Switch exclusive?
1: It's not Switch exclusive. Uh, it's on the PC. I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 and Xbox One as well. I right. Okay. Check. I meant to check actually. Um, right.
0: So... I, I'll try and have a look for that while you tell us all about it.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, uh, Kingdom New Lands is like a really pretty uh kind of eight bit style, uh two D side scrolling. It's like a weird kind of mix of like tower defense and kind of uh, like kingdom building. Right, okay. So you're like you're on this two D plane walking back and forth and there's like different sections that you can build walls at, you can build uh like you see a little dirt mounds, it's like you can build a wall there. You'll see um kind of big piles of rocks and it's like you can build a watchtower here. But that all costs gold, so you've got to you know get gold, and you get gold in various ways. So like you start building up a little kingdom where you're walking around. There's these kind of neutral camps of people out in uh, forests. So it's kind of the other section of this is like there's big chunks of forest, and you can't build anything inside the forest. Okay. So, so you have to send workers out to slowly kind of cut down the forest. But if you cut down the forest too much, then these neutral camps are in there that spawn new people that you can recruit go away because there's no forest for them to be in anymore so it's this kind of risk reward thing of how big do I want my kingdom to be because there's an advantage to getting rid of them as well because you get rid of them you have more space like you're, uh, you can make archers and archers will during the day run around in the fields and kill rabbits and killing rabbits gets you money but they will only run out in a field up until the point where they hit a forest so if you start and the forest is like right next to your walls then there's, you're not going to get much money from archers. Right, okay. And you can make farmers, which again, farmers only can, uh, you can build farms on top of streams, but again, you can't build on top of streams if they're inside a forest, so you need to push forests mm-hmm. back a bit more as well to be able to build farmers. And they'll make crops and then over time, there's a day-night cycle, and you're just trying to like, survive as many days as possible, basically. And the farmers will, you know, go through their uh, they'll you know sow crops and they'll grow over a few days and then they'll cut them all down and then they'll come back and give you a shitload of money and be like hey look we made all this money from crops isn't this great and you'll spend it to upgrade your walls upgrade your uh, your kingdom so that you can build better things and so you'll end up with strong walls and you'll end up with watchtowers the thing I've ended up doing a lot of times it seems really useful is building watchtowers kind of without any walls next to them because you're, you don't have any control over your units so mm-hmm. at night waves of enemies will start attacking your uh, just in from both the left and the right and because it's a 2D game, you always know where they're coming from so your archers at night will stack up behind the furthest wall of your kingdom so if you build a wall all the way like next to where the enemies are spawning, all your archers are going to start right next to where the enemies are spawning which is a bad idea <laughs> If they're in a watchtower though, enemies won't hurt them, except for some rare kinds. So you can have a bunch of watchtowers and it basically becomes like a tower defence thing where you know the enemies are spawning over here, they're moving to the right to get to you and you've got a bunch of watchtowers pelting arrows at them all the time before they even get to your wall. So it's got this weird kind of strategy to it. And then the waves get harder and harder and the main kind of goal is just that you want to build a boat and then you send a couple of workers to drag that boat all the way from where it, wherever it spawns. Like all the maps are kind of randomly generated mm-hmm. into the dock. Which the dock will either be all the way to the left or all the way to the right of the island. And the, on the opposite side will be a cliff that has a massive portal that more enemies spawn out of. So you're basically trying to build up a functional economy that gives you enough money that you can you know, build up this boat and drag it all the way to the, the edge, but then also build up a decent amount of archers that you can use to both defend your kingdom and also take out enemy portals that are spawning more enemies so that less enemies spawn at you every night to so give yourself a bit of... Because otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed pretty quickly and lose a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, and it's weird because it's actually like really slow paced and really pretty and it's got really relaxing music and it's incredibly stressful at times and really punishing and (laughs) difficult like it's shocking how difficult it is because it kind of lures you into like a false sense of security because it's just like really pretty really bright and then that's really simple and nice and there's not really you know, it's how you interact with it's relatively simple and nice as well. You're going around doing, you know, building a wall. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna put one gold into this thing, and then one of my dudes will come build a wall on it. Great. And then enemies come, smash down your wall, murder all your people, and hit you, take your crown and then you lose. And you're like, Well, oh, fuck. Whoops.
0: Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um and one of the things that I really like about it is there's a bunch of stuff that like there's not really the tutorial for the game basically just says, pick up some money, put it into this thing that upgrades your kingdom, put it into these things that builds a bow, put it into this thing it builds a hammer, give money to these two people, they now work for you. One of them picked up the bow that you built, one of them picked up the hammer you built. There you go. That's, that's the mechanics. Enjoy. Alright. As a result, there's a bunch of other things you can do in that game that are not explained and you just kind of have to there's some like trial and error that's kind of interesting just like when you upgrade uh your kingdom to a certain point uh you'll get a uh i don't know even what he's called like there's no names for these things in the game so it's like basically like a little advisor guy kind of comes out and it'll be like a kind of tax collector kind of looking dude he's got like a little ledger and he's walking back and forth writing his ledger the whole time and it never explains what he does I still right. don't 100% know what he does. But if you drop money in him, like well, you give him some money, if you give him enough coins, he'll go and put them back into the kingdom, and if you come back a few days later, he'll give you a bunch more money back. And I don't right. really know the specifics of it. I don't know if I'm getting more money back or not, because the money is also <laughs> I don't know if it's just like if he is basically just like a debit account and you're just like, look, put these 10 coins in here cuz I'll fucking spend them otherwise. Keep like keep them in there. Um, at least that's how I treat my debit account yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like that stuff's not really explained which is interesting because then things happen like there's a if you stay on the same island for long enough because the goal is build a boat and get off the island basically and if you build on if you stay on an island for long enough one the waves of enemies get like overwhelmingly strong every single night and you just can't survive it it's just not really possible but also, winter comes. And during winter all your farms die.
0: Right, okay. So
1: you have to find... And also all the rabbits die. So, Or hibernate. And winter doesn't seem to actually end. So once winter hits, you're just like okay, I need to get the fuck off this island. But how do I make money? Because I can't hunt rabbits and I can't farm. And there's other little ways that you can make money, but it's not clear right away how you can do that stuff so it's, it's interesting it's a, a weird unique take on that stuff and i really like it and i can't recommend that people buy it oh okay because it's fundamentally broken on the switch it's the frame rate is unplayably bad once you get past the first island oh okay the more enemies that are on screen, and the more of your guys that are on screen, or not even on screen, but on the island, just like the more dudes that you have spawned in in the world, the frame rate yeah. just gets worse and worse.
0: Oh, right, that's not good. Yeah,
1: like I was playing it earlier, and it crashed. The frame rate just kept getting lower and lower. It was like literally a slideshow like two or three frames a second. And then it crashed. And I was like, well, I just can't finish this level now, because I have too many archers and there's too many enemies attacking me. So... And it's not like you can just go well. I'll just build less stuff. Like I obviously don't need this much stuff. It's breaking the game. Like the, there are so many enemies coming at you. You need that stuff to defend, or else you're gonna lose. Yeah. So the game is just broken, which is a real shame. Because like th- that first couple, those first couple of islands, where the frame rate's still not amazing, but it's okay. It's you know playable. Uh huh. They're really good. They're great. Like it's a phenomenal game, and I really love it. But. The part where it has you get you know, the part where you get further into the game and it stops working means it's just not something I can you
0: know yes, can yeah.
1: recommend at all.
0: Yeah, that's a pity.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because it does sound really good. Yeah,
1: and it is, it's like the music is amazing, and the, again, there's a bunch of like hidden little mechanics that are really fun to learn about, like. The first time you stop your horse over a patch of grass, like as you cut away forests, uh, grass grows, like fields grow. And if you stop your horse, because you're riding a horse the whole time. uh, If you stop your horse over a patch of grass, they'll sit and eat the grass. And it's just a little animation. But when you start moving again, you realize, oh, now I can run faster. And my horse gets out of breath, you know, less. And it's nice little things like that that are really cool. And it's like this game would be amazing if it just worked a hundred percent of the time. Right. Um, I don't know if the PC version's any better. I would assume it is, given it's you know PC. And it's a weird thing because like the art- the artwork is so simplistic. It's really strange to see it run this poorly.
0: So. Yeah, that is. It's kind of a bizarre one. Yeah.
1: It's a shame. Um, I was looking online and it does seem like developers have said that they're looking to patch it to fix it like they know what the issue is, so I'm hoping they get that because if they manage to fix it, then great like' it's e- an easy recommendation uh-huh. like I've even with it being basically broken, I have put tons of time into it already, but I wouldn't really recommend that anyone
0: else did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a d- do as I say, don't do as I do. Kind exactly, of thing. yeah.
1: The thing is I wouldn't have put this much time into it if I'd known that the framework was going to get this bad the further into it I got. Yeah. So it's a shame. It's I hope they fix it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um it's just it is it's a pity when something is that good but it's just it's fucked. Yeah.
1: It's one of those things where it looks really pretty on the Switch screen. All these indie games look great on the Switch screen. Yeah. It's a nice screen on that console.
0: It is. It is. But, yeah. It's...
1: So, Kingdom New Lands want to recommend it, but cannot.
0: <laughs> uh, I was having a look on the PlayStation 4. It doesn't seem to be available.
1: Oh, maybe it is only on the Switch just now then. Yeah. Which I guess gives it a, I mean it's still not really acceptable to release a game that performs like this but it's slightly more acceptable if this is their first attempt at a console version. Yeah.
0: Like if they hadn't yeah. done that until now. Yeah. I did I did like the look of it when it was released and I saw that you bought it and I just finished buying all the six games that I did buy for the <laughs> Switch, so I thought I'll, I'll go work through these and then obviously see what you think and then probably pick that one up but yeah, probably not now
1: yeah, like it's really good but I would say wait for a patch see if they fix it, if not I mean, to be fair, it is also really cheap like it is probably worth buying just for those couple of islands but just know that the further into you get, the less playable it's going to get right which is a bummer there's also a button, yeah. I think there's a sequel or a big expansion to it or something like that out on PC, so i will be mm-hmm. interested to see if that comes to Switch. All right, okay. Um, because there's a decent amount of content in it, but it's also quite repetitive after a while, which is fine because it does this whole you know slow paced like you know slightly kind of meditative thing. Yeah. So it's kind of okay that you're repeating a lot of stuff, but still it'd be nice to see some twists on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah cool yeah um no other game we've got on our list here is you've been playing wrc 7
0: i have yes yeah. so that's the other game that i picked up for review for the site nice so i <laughs> to show you how much i've lost touch with uh, kind of the official uh, wrc games because i've been con- i last year was uh, dot rally and uh we got a review copy of uh, Sebastian Loeb oh, yes. which, yep um, and that was the Milestone that was Milestone Milestone lost the license for WRC
1: okay
0: yeah, and they lost it f- coming up for four years ago they lost it in <laughs> two, yeah, they lost it in 2013 so the last WRC game that they made was WRC 4 were they so, the MotoGP guys? yes okay yeah, uh, yeah. The more I think they still have the MotoGP license, okay. um, but yeah. So it's those guys, and so the last I think that was the last one I played was WRC four on the Vita as well, mm-hmm. and it was okay, at a push. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, so Doc has. You know, for the past couple of years, anyway, it's been the name in in Randy games.
1: Yeah, like they kind of so, went a bit arcadey for a while, and so WRC was really like, yeah, I guess it wasn't really on that semi because they weren't really yeah polished enough to be simulation. Yes. Um, but you know, they were still going for a bit more of a serious thing than Dart, where Dart was like, hey, what if we added all this gym kind stuff in? Wouldn't that be awesome? And it's like, yeah, it's all right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Dark Rally was like, hey, what if we made a proper fucking rally game again?
0: Yes. So I put in WRC7 and, or downloaded it, loaded it up and noticed that, you know, hey, it's not Milestone anymore. And then thought, shit, I've been out of it for a little while. So, um, and I have instantly forgotten the name of the developers. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it's brought out it's by <laughs> no. It's uh Big Big Ben are the um the publishers, but the I don't know who the developers are. Um, Kylo Kylo Con or Kylo Ren. Not Kylo Ren, though. No. Kieran's gonna have a look for that when uh, while well, I keep telling you about it anyway. Um <laughs> Is Big Ben
1: Studios uh, actually just Ben because I suspect that
0: they, no. they seem
1: to publish games that Ben
0: would like. Yes, yeah. They they just seem to do, you know, all of Ben's like favourite games and things. <laughs> yeah, but like, no. <laughs> so it's just Ben. <laughs> no, no. Big Ben Studios isn't our editor, Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, Kyloton. Kyloton. There we go. So they've been doing uh, WRC since uh, WRC 5. So, yes, since 2015. Yeah. Before
1: yep. that, they made Truck Racer. Oh, geez, these are the guys that made more Cycle Club.
0: Yeah. Oh, is this better than that? Yes. Oh, I, I <laughs> So, <laughs> I oh, put geez. this in, and I loaded it up, and I, uh, it loads up, and it says, uh, you know, welcome to WRC, and it looks all very good in the front end, and it's so, thought, yeah, that's cool. Um have you played a rally game before? And it gives me a choice, yes or no, and so you pick that, and then it says, how would you describe yourself as a game? Are you here for fun or do you want simulation? So uh, I think I picked simulation, you know, more simulation than, than arcade. And I thought, hang on, these questions seem similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've, I've had these questions before. And then it says, oh, we're gonna give you a bit of a driving test. And I said, okay, right, fine. And it's the you know this is an introductory level play and have fun and we'll we'll tell you what we think afterwards. And then, okay, this is getting really really familiar now. So I did that, and then it tells you what what it thinks the the level the difficulty level you should be playing at, and um, you know whether you should be playing simulation or arcade, and also the the difficulty of your opponents. Mm-hmm. And I'm going. They've just they've taken this from, you know. Codemasters—they've—they've they've taken what Codemasters have done in the Dark right, the Dark games and they've—they've they've changed it mm. and the look of the game as well. The game, I thought, hang on, maybe I'm—it's late at night, um, you know, it's, it's Sunday. I've been away for the weekend. I've put this in, and I went and I got my copy of Dark Rani and I put Dark Rani in, and they looked very fucking close. And I thought, right, okay, maybe maybe they're just catching up, maybe they're playing catch up. So I went <laughs> I went and I got I bought a copy of Dirt 4. I was gonna do it anyway, but yeah. this was you know, I went and I got a copy of Dirt 4 specifically so I could come home on Monday, put it in and compare the two. And it's dedication right there. Yeah. These games <laughs> these games are fucking close. Uh the the main difference in them is what type of rally you want to do so uh Dirt 4 does you know they, they do the the truck racing and some of the stuff that they had from the previous dart games yeah. but they're also doing the full license for the rally cross mm-hmm. whereas uh, wrc is doing the World Rally Championships, and that's it. Yeah. So if you want want to do that, and all the licensed drivers, all the the licensed cars, tires, the works, uh, that's the one to go for. If you want a little bit of more variety than just uh, the the rallycross, then you know, Codemasters and Dirt Four, but they are two very, very, very good games.
1: It's good to hear that there are multiple like
0: yes, great, right? yeah games. Because it yeah. seems like they went away for a while. They did, they did. When when Milestone had them, there were, I think every time we played a Milestone game, we said, it's good, but it's not there yet.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think the last time that we spoke about one of them, I think it was either Valentino Rossi, the game, or it was the one of the MotoGP games. Yeah, and... Valentino Rossi was the last
1: one you played, and MotoGP yes. was the last one I played.
0: Yeah. And I think we both said at the time as well, we don't mind them doing these games because at one point they're gonna they're gonna get there. Yeah. Um but Kylaton have got there. I haven't I didn't play the previous two games, but with WRC seven they've hit it. Yeah. So if they can stay on the same you know, stay where they are now, um, on that level and just keep evolving it like Codemasters. Fantastic!
1: Yeah. It feels like Boston uh, went, went all in on their bike stuff because they did the uh, ride two last year. Yes, and that ride two. Seems to be the thing they're pushing. Which I've
0: still not actually played that. Well, the, the, the thing is, they didn't do the first ride.
1: Did not? I thought they did both.
0: No, I if you see if you go and you have a look and you you search, they didn't do the first ride. They did the second one, but they didn't do the first one. I'm not hundred percent sure who did the first one though. But I don't think it was milestone.
1: Uh, Wikipedia has it listed as a milestone.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I was. Re- I think I was reading something else, and it it looked like it purposely omitted um, yeah, the first the first ride. Yeah.
1: Um, huh. You may be think of who published it because they didn't publish it.
0: Ah right. Yeah, the, yeah that's what di- it will be. It, which
1: is a that's it. Thing.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but yes, yeah, um, so really good. I I don't know what more you can say about <laughs> <laughs> you know about a rally game when you're talking about other than it's really good. Um, I the difficulty. I think it's. I was going to say my first initial impression was that it wasn't as difficult as dot Rani and um, by extension, dot Four. But then I realised what the WRC Seven does is when you first start, it makes it really, really easy. It puts yeah. you in uh, what they call the the junior WRC, and you work your way up if you're playing through career mode. Um, Dirt Rally didn't do that. Dirt Rally put you in a lower spec car, yes, but fuck all else changed.
1: Yeah, Dirt Rally just like nah, fuck you.
0: Yeah. Um, d- you, it, it is difficult to keep that little shitty mini on the bloody road. Um, <laughs> and you, once you get there, you feel so, accom- excuse me, you feel so accomplished and then they put you in a Ford focus. <laughs> Forget about it. Um, actually it wasn't even a Ford focus after I went from that to the, uh, I still kept it on a historic car cause I thought I'll keep it historic, but I went four wheel drive and I went for the Lancia mm-hmm. Nah not happening <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so wrc 7 does it the first junior runny is a lot easier now i got my second contract so uh yeah they, they've still got that whole thing that milestone used where you jump from um car manufacturer or driver you know you as a driver you move from um yeah. team to team based on the contracts and your perform- performance and things so i'm in my second team i've got a stronger car and it's a bit more difficult to control and the difficulty is very similar to the couple of races that i've done in dart four and the few races i went back and did in dart rally that's cool so really really good game it's i'm going to make sure that uh, I review the next WRC game or the next Dirt game so that I can have both of them again because it's unfair to make us have to buy two <laughs> awesome games every year. <laughs> uh, yes, I am rather impressed with it. I'm glad to so hear far. that
1: because it is one of those things where we mention it all the time but you know, driving games in general have kind of they fell out of popularity for a while.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: it's nice to see there are good ones, well, even if all the developers are kind of specialising.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's been a good year for racing games. Anyway, it's going to be because you've, you've got this, you've got Dirt, you've got Forza seven coming out, you've got Project Cars, <laughs> which could go either way. Yeah. Um, there was Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart. Uh, I feel like there was something else as well yeah that's what I was going to say there was something else and I don't, but I don't think it was did too well oh the uh, Micro Machines game if you really want to call that a driving mm-hmm.
1: game uh, one of the expansions for Trackmania 2
0: yes there was the two expansions for uh, Forza Horizon that came out oh,
1: the Hot yeah, Wheels pack
0: me. and the, the Winter pack which were both phenomenal
1: I've still not bought that Winter pack uh,
0: but i played a lot of the Hot Wheels one it's really, really good. I really like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it has been a really good year. So I think that's going to be another one of our categories that's going to take a, a bit of discussion in Game of the Year as well as the driving one. So cool. That is, that's it from what we played. I did put down Puyo Puyo Tetris because I have played more Puyo Puyo Tetris. But yeah, I think if we talked any more about the game, I'm pretty sure Sega would have to send us a check.
1: It's one of the best
0: games ever made. (laughs) Uh, It is indeed. Uh, I am, although because I haven't played it in a while, my P.O.P. skills have went to pot. Oh man, both
1: my skill. Like I feel like my Tetris skills are the ones that fall the most. Maybe just because they've got further to fall. Because you know, when I'm good at Tetris, I'm pretty not like great but I'm pretty good at Tetris you know, I can hold my own in Tetris uh-huh. but I'm never great at Puyo so even if I'm better I'm still not good
0: yeah yeah. I, I'm I'm good at Tetris but the Puyo sucks just mm. I, I I'm I can't Tetris is all about you know having everything lined up to
1: literally lined up that is the purpose of Tetris
0: Yes, yeah. Every, everything is lined up and so that you can, in my case, I if I can't do three Tetrises in, in a row, then I'm not happy. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the way that I play my game. And Puyo Puyo is more about putting things, and it's not putting them in neat piles. It kind of is, but it's more about the chain reactions. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why, you know, the multiplayer does work, though, uh, when you're playing it Never mind the AI because they'll kick your butt. But <laughs> you know when when you're playing that switch mode with other people, because it is two entirely opposite games. Yeah. You know with, with the things that you're trying to do.
1: And that is still in my mind the mode playing that game. Yes. Like all yeah. the modes are pretty fun, except I would say like the the party mode or whatever it's called—the one that gives you the power ups—I'm not a fan of.
0: But like the rest of that game. Mm- it's yeah. Fun. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those as well. Uh, as well. Yeah, but that that mode is definitely the one. Yeah. Cool. So that is it for everything we've played. Um, do we have much news?
1: Uh, I've got a few things open here. Um, so TGS happened just now. There's been some kind of announcements. Sony uh, had their press conference, which is kind of the big thing to happen at PGS. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a massive amount of stuff came out of it. Uh, Far Nine was announced for PlayStation Four, and then came out PlayStation Four. Yes. Um. Which it
0: seems like it's probably quite a good version of the nine yeah it does i've seen the trailer for it i've seen some screenshots and i was tempted to buy it and then didn't because like you i've got a shitload of games to walk through
1: yeah exactly um they showed some more stuff of uh Nino 2 which looks really nice yeah uh, there's also more hands-on features coming for that because it's playable at it places like egx and stuff like that they're kind of just getting it out in front of people which is good. I'm looking forward to that one. Did they announced Zone of the Enders Two? I don't think it's got a name in English, but they're doing Zone of the Enders Two, like on PS4. Seems like right. just Zone of the Enders Two, uh, with VR support, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, and then not really much else. Like there was you know, TGS is not as big as it once was. It was there's two really yeah. Defense Force games coming. Woohoo! Which? I,
0: yeah, I, I do like the other Defense Force games. They're, they are quite good. They're silly. They're fun. Really. Yeah. Those would be good on Switch. They would, actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the Vita one. Yes. I got a. I ran to review that.
0: Hmm. You did review
1: that, yes. I reviewed the PS4 one, but I also got a code for the Vita one. Oh, right. But I don't think I re- I think it was just, and also here's a code for the Vita one if you want it. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh, the bigger thing, for yes. us, I would say, given we're riding this Switch Switch hype train just now. Yes. Is Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct next week? Uh, next week, last week. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> talked. <laughs> we got all this information from the future. Um, it was. It happened while we recorded last week's podcast. So we yes. mentioned it a couple of times as it was happening. But, you know, it's finished now, so we have all this stuff. Uh, first of all, they showed a bunch of Nintendo 3DS stuff. Uh, 3DS very much seems like they are wrapping up that console based on that Nintendo Direct. Um, well, they're, they're winding down
0: on releases. Yeah. I See, I don't know how I feel about that because i'm quite fond of the 3ds i originally i wasn't when it first came out but i I was an early adopter and we got a little bit fucked over by it but i stuck with it and i've had a couple of different versions of it and yeah i quite like it i'm quite comfortable i like the games that are on it so yeah i think it is it's it's time is probably done if i'm if i'm brutally honest
1: it's, but you know it's been around for a while now. Like yes, yeah, It's yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty old by handheld years. Never mind yeah. like, other game consoles. Yes,
0: yeah. I I I would definitely be sad to see it go. Put it yeah. that way. I
1: think it's still it's still going to have stuff on it for at least another year. I'd say, but right. I would expect there to not be a massive amount of stuff over the next year.
0: Right. Not with So things
1: d- like the next Pokemon coming to Switch, I kind guess. Of
0: right but the thing is that they've they got quite used to the double screens Mm -hmm. you know um, you look at the way that the Pokemon games work and uh, quite a lot of the games where they use the way they use that second screen Mm -hmm. and the touch screen things like that do you think they'll bring out another dual screened handheld or do you think that's it it's just going to be the Switch
1: I think it's just going to be the Switch at least until the Switch is like over like The Switch's lifespan, I think, will just be the Switch. Right, okay. It wouldn't shock me if, after the Switch, they announce a new console and a new handheld.
0: Ah, right, okay. Um,
1: depending on, I don't know, depending on how they kind of see the market being, it would, it might make more sense just to do another hybrid console because the Switch is doing really well. But maybe, yeah. maybe that concept won't do so well a second time. Who knows? Um, I don't
0: know. I think it depends on how powerful they can they can make it. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's gonna be a long way off.
1: Um, yeah, 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 but I think I hope, the is I fucking way. hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next year the Switch Two is coming out. Um, so yeah. See if uh, that happens,
0: I am gonna batter hell out of you. Oh, the Switch XL, uh, that'd, be, that'd be
1: a bit more acceptable, I guess. Although big Switch is already pretty big console.
0: I was gonna say Switch XL, it comes in like a big removal truck.
1: Just it's just the size <laughs> of an iPad.
0: Yeah, no, they're a big removal truck. That's not the ca- That's mm. not the, the delivery mechanism. That's the carry case. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yes, ADS, we... they announced uh, a bunch of stuff for Ultra Sun, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but, you know, Paul's not here, so we can skip that. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. They announced a new 2DS XL that looks like a Pokeball. It's, um, yes, yes kind of hideous. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I like the idea of it, but I I feel like there's a nicer looking way to do this. Um, However. Uh, um, The orange and white new 2DS XL is going to be in releasing in America next month. Uh, it's already out here. Uh, Minecraft is coming to the 3DS, which came with the startling revelation that Minecraft is not already on the 3DS. I thought or sorry oh, it was yeah. out on 3DS they announced it and released it like I didn't realise it wasn't already out on it right it seems crazy to me um, there's uh, another Kirby kind of minigame thing getting spun out into this one little downloadable game uh, Kirby Battle Royale which is kind of just a little uh, kind of beat em up you know party game kind of thing yep which looks alright uh, Mario Party the top 100 the, the game that no one ever asked for. Um, this is why I think a 3DS is dying. Getting right. shit like this. Fucking the top 100 Mario Party minigames.
0: Yeah, that is a bit of a weird thing.
1: Do you know what's weird about it? The fact that there are no good Mario Party minigames.
0: And Mario <laughs> Party is a bad series of games. Uh, well... <laughs> Listen, the five people that bought it would probably disagree with you.
1: Those games sell really well. <laughs> it's the worst part yeah. about it.
0: Uh,
1: it's an okay yeah. idea. There is a bunch of minigames on the 3DS. I'll be interested to see how many of them are actually like unique of interesting things. When I think of Mario Party <laughs> games, I think of like the same four or five minigames that show up in every single one of those games. Mm -hmm. you know like the riding on top of the balls and bouncing each other off of the side of the platform that kind of thing anyway uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions they showed a bit more of that that's coming out soon cool Uh, that's the remake of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga which is a it's a really good RPG it's possibly the best of the Mario and Luigi games Uh, cool I would argue that maybe Bowser's inside story is better but um, yeah that's good uh, they, there's some amiibo stuff for that as well let you collect stuff um, Atlas announced the Alliance Alive for a western release which I don't know what this is it's oh okay it's like a weird JRPG I don't think I've ever heard of this by the writer oh, the dude that wrote Suikoden the Suikoden games oh yeah okay directed by the guy who made the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games oh okay it's quite interesting. Yeah, I, I think I missed it. I didn't really see much of the 3DS stuff when I was watching because right. we watched after the podcast and that's when the Switch stuff had started. <laughs> <laughs> um, New style Boutique 3. Pass. Stealth Boutique. Those games are apparently really good. Like genuinely really good. I will take your word for it. I've never played them. Um, yeah. Uh, they're... Weird. But they, yeah, I, I've heard from people, th- people that would not normally be into weird games like that. That are like, no, I actually, they're worth playing. But
0: so Nathan, playing, so Nathan's played them, is what you're saying? I actually don't think Nathan's played. Them. <laughs> he might have <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, yeah. Put it this way: for them to be on what number three, and Nintendo are talking about them at their at their directs, they well, must I'm be. Nintendo, Nintendo makes. them Yes, but, yeah. you know, if it was shovelware that they did, you know, th- th- they've done that. They've made games that, you know, like they just make them... The top 100 minigames games from Mario Party. Exactly, <laughs> they just make them and they... You know, shovelware. Yeah, shovelware, and they do. They shovel them out there, but for them to be announcing them and, and making time for them during the Nintendo Directs, there must be something in them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um... They're doing a third uh, sequel, or sorry, second sequel to uh, Dylan's Rolling Western, which was a new game Oh,
0: yes, that's the is it the little armadillo guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so they are Dylan's Rolling Western. They did the sequel called Dylan's Rolling Western: The Last Ranger, and then they have a new one which is Dylan's Rolling Western: Dead Heat, Dead Dead Heat, Breakers. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks cool. Those, cool. those, those games, I never played those games, but they always looked good. I again yeah. always heard good things about them. Um, yeah, and then we had to Switch stuff. We did, yes. So, um, Flip Wars is getting an update to add local multiplayer. And wait, do Flip Wars not have multi- local multiplayer? Is this article correct? Flip Wars is that game that you like did kind of like the, the Mario ground pound thing to flip. Yes. Colored things. That's the one. Did that actually not have local multiplayer? That I don't like know. That like the purpose of that game. Apparently not.
0: Uh, I am looking for it right now but. I think this article might be wrong. I think it's adding online
1: multiplayer. Ah right
0: okay.
1: Oh it's adding local wireless play. So you can play against other... So it had local multiplayer on the same system. But, now you can connect yes. devices. Okay, Jesus. Right. I was like, why would that game exist if it didn't have local multiplayer? Bizarre. Yeah. Um, Arena of Valor is coming to Switch, which is a free-to-play uh, MOBA by Tencent, the Chinese company that owns every company that you didn't know. Right. And, um, they... Arena Valor is apparently massive on phones. I think it's super, super I'm... popular. So this is actually kind of a weirdly big get for the Switch, but also it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. Right. I, um, I think it's more popular in you know like China, and this is kind of Nintendo's play to get into China a bit. Um. Uh. Fantasy Star Online Two is coming to the Switch.
0: But is that only? I thought that was only for the. Japanese.
1: Yeah, they're never going to translate that game. No. It's been like four years, Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: when they first showed that game, I announced it, I was like, that looks pretty neat. I'm not a big fantasy Star guy, but I'll happily play that. It looks fun. And then mm-hmm. people start playing, there, like, this game's great. Can't wait till it gets translated. And then like a year passed, and it's like, any day now. Any day now, guys. And then all year passed, and Sega's like, we announced we we're going to translate it. But, but you know, keep keep waiting. Yeah, th- to show that this is not even coming out here. This was not Fancy Start Online Two was not in the North American or European version of this uh, Nintendo Direct. It was only in the Japanese one. Yes, like they 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 don't even pretend. They're not even like, look at this cool game you guys aren't getting. It's like no, you guys are not fucking getting this. <laughs> um, uh, Splatoon Two is getting new stages. And a new weapon, which is an umbrella that makes, like, big shields that you can hide behind. Uh, And they showed, like, people making, like, a kind of, like, Roman army, like, turtle formation thing out of their umbrellas. Which I doubt anyone will ever get a group together in Splatoon 2 coordinated enough to do that, but it's (laughs) kind of cool looking. Um uh the two new stage. Uh, the stages are one of them's from Splatoon One, uh, and then the other one's a new one, which
0: is good. It looks cool. cool. Kelp Dome's the one come back from the first one, which I liked quite a lot. I played a hell of a lot of that last night, actually. It's good. It was it was the map of choice.
1: Ah, nice. Yeah. Um.
0: Da-da-da. There's
1: some more stuff about Octopath Traveler. The big deal, obviously, being that the demo was out, which we talked about earlier. Uh, they showed quite a lengthy trailer for it as well, which was mostly stuff that was in the demo, which is strange, but it looks really cool. Cool. Um, Sniffer Clips is getting DLC and also a new release that is on cartridge, I thought. Well, I guess on cartridge in general, because Sniffer Clips never came to cartridge. Um, right. So they're releasing Sniffer Clips Plus, which is Sniffer Clips but with more. Stuff in it, more levels, more things, which yeah, that game's good. There's a demo for cool. that as well. Uh, so yes. I recommend trying that one out. That's a really good kind of cooperative puzzle solving game. Uh huh. I'd be mean to pick it up actually. Uh Fire Emblem Warriors they announced oh. some more characters. Yeah. Showed a trailer. They announced the uh, Lin from Fire Emblem. Is this Fire Emblem for GTA, uh, GBA? Uh,
0: GTA uh, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, and that they're gonna that game's gonna be good, I think. If you like warriors games and you like Fire Emblem. Mhm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they showed off Lola Pop, the latest arms fighter, and also. Uh, brought that out brought her out the update at the same time
0: yes i i've downloaded and i have a uh, used her and uh, yeah she's quite fun um played through the, the single player mode with it very good cool. um it's yes yeah um just more more arms really um which is yeah. quite cool uh i played when I played it, I was in. Uh, I was visiting the, the folks or took my Switch with me, and I played using the Joy-Cons in my hand, uh, mm. you know, doing the thrust and the, the, the fist, yeah, the motion stuff. Really cool. I really enjoyed it. I So I enjoyed playing that game either way as well. It's, you can, so when you can do the motion stuff, you don't need to, you know, swing your arms and anything like that. You can just uh, flick your wrists. And it works. Re- it works really well. That's cool. So yeah, uh, I still enjoying arms as well. So I enjoy having
1: arms, so I can relate.
0: Yeah, arms are useful.
1: Yeah. I'd get a lot less done if I didn't have arms. Yes. Um, but I'd also get a lot less done if I did own arms on the Switch. So.
0: True. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> they showed our trailer for Skyrim, which was basically the same trailer they've shown for Skyrim a billion times already, and be like, hey look you can get Link armor, and it's Skyrim, what more can we show you? It's fucking Skyrim it's been out for 30 years mm-hmm. um, but the big new details, it's coming out uh, November 17th which we didn't know before yeah that's again. I don't know, I might end up buying that, even though I'm not a Bethesda fan and I always complain about those games, just because the novelty of owning Skyrim on a portable system sounds kind of cool. I don't know. There's there's enough other games coming out. I'll probably skip it. But who knows? Uh, what else we got? They announced. Uh, from well, the more uh, the more interesting things. And Nintendo's partnering with uh, Hamster Interactive. Or- it's just hamster. I thought it was hamster Tractor for some reason. They're partnering with hamster. Uh, have you ever played any of the arcade archive games? I no, I haven't. Quite good. Hamster do a good job of like emulating those old arcade games, and they usually have multiplayer, like online multiplayer stuff to them. They didn't announce that for this. They have said there's going to be local multiplayer with Joy-Con controls. Right. So it's ports of Nintendo's arcade games. So the first one that's coming, which is out actually. Next week is uh, Mario Bros. The Mario Brothers. Ah, cool. So you can. is probably one of my least favorite Nintendo games. <laughs> you can <laughs> jump underneath turtles to knock them over. And then you. Hurry! Ho- can... Hooray! That game's not used well. Um, I'm more interested in one of the, some of the ones we're doing later. So they announced a bunch of them. Uh, they're doing cool. versus Super Mario Brothers, which is this first one they're doing versus Balloon Fight. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, which I never played. I I didn't play many of these because, like, I would only have played them emulated. Like Mario, you know, I played emulated because it came out on everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, I did not exist in a time period when there were arcades, especially not ones with Nintendo games in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So versus balloon fight, uh, versus ice climber, versus pinball, versus Clue Clue Land. I don't know Clu Clu Land is. Uh, no, you've lost me there. Uh, and then the one that I'm actually interested in, because the one I played before is the arcade version of Punch Out. Oh okay. Which is very different from the N- the NES one. It's that's a complete like a really different version of Punch Out. It's really good. I remember it being really good when I played it emulated a while ago. I don't know if it's actually any good. Um, but I'll probably pick that one up at least. It's yep. interesting that they're doing this rather than like adding arcade stuff to their virtual console if that yes. ever comes. Because yeah. Yeah. Out on Switch.
0: yeah. Yeah, it does make you think, are we ever going to see a virtual console yeah. on the Switch?
1: Or is it going to be, here's these digital arcade games that Hamster's making here's these Neo Geo games which I think Hamster also puts those out right I could be wrong it sounds, I, Hamster are really good at doing those things um, yeah I don't
0: know it yeah oh, of you, I don't know yeah
1: I want to play Pokemon Snap on my Switch
0: oh how about if Nintendo gave us the same kind of service that we're now getting with xbox and playstation you know where you the subscription service to play old games
1: that is kind of what they're pitching for their online service that's starting next year right but they've only announced nes games for it so far and that makes me worried that like for the first like few months or year it's just gonna be nes games and the thing that i've realized over the past few years of virtual console stuff is I do not give a shit about NES games.
0: <laughs> like so yeah, few of those have aged well. There's there's four or five of them that you, you know, you don't mind. Yeah. But the if ones have aged oh, well.
1: Mario Brothers and the Mega Man game.
0: Yeah, but here, here's the thing, though. If you have owned any of the con of Nintendo's consoles from the last fifteen years, you will have. At least three or four versions of those NES games. Yeah, true. Because I remember that uh, for the the GBA, one of the big things was, oh, we're bringing back the the eight bit classics. They're coming back, yeah. and they brought them out at I think it was a fiver cheaper than you know your standard game. So for five pounds less, you got you know Mario, an emulated version of Mario Brothers, rather than the latest Pokemon game, yeah. and then you know. Virtual consoles came out for the Wii and you got that. Uh, 3DS came out and they fucked us over. How did they placate us? Oh, here's a copy of Mario Brothers.
1: Here's a copy uh, of Metroid Fusion that no one else would yeah. ever get.
0: I'm yes. Still angry <laughs> about that one. You can come and you can use my, my 3DS to play it any time <laughs> you wish, Kieran.
1: I fucking love Metroid Fusion. It's one of the best <laughs> Metroid games.
0: Uh-huh. Um, did you consider picking up the new Metroid game that came out in the 3DS?
1: I did. Uh, I've not done it yet, but I'm considering it because it's supposed to be really good. I love Metroid games. I you do, yeah. don't really know my 3DS is, just not. I think my uh, girlfriend was playing. Uh, Pokemon. She was either playing Pokemon or Pet Cross on it. That's kind of what it oh. was. Also Animal ah, right. Crossing. Uh, but she kind of dropped Animal Crossing when she got into Starter Valley. Um, uh, but she was. I think she might have been playing Picross because I mentioned to her that Picross was coming to Switch and she's like, oh, Picross is great, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah. That's a weird one. Um, yeah. So those arcade archives are coming, which would be cool. Cool. Uh, they showed a bunch of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like a massive trailer for it. Uh, it's coming out 1st of Dece- December. Which is surprising to me. Like for This whole year, I've basically been thinking St. Blake Chronicles 2 is going to get delayed. That's not coming out this year. Yeah. But it looks
0: like it's actually going to come out. Are you going to pick it up? Uh, what's your thoughts? I
1: may. I may pick it up. It looks quite nice.
0: I didn't play the first one. I didn't play the first one. I did play a bit of the the... The original one that they brought out for the new Nintendo three three D S. Yeah, so
1: that that was just the first one.
0: Oh, yeah, th- that was the first one. Yeah, that was the first one. But yeah. then they brought out one for the Wii U.
1: Yeah, I didn't play that one. That was uh, I don't know. If it's weird because that they did Xenoblade Chronicles, which was the first one that they they imported to the three D S. Yeah. Then they did Xenoblade Chronicles X, which was the one on the Wii U. And then yeah. Then Xenoblade Chronicles Two. So I don't know. I guess x was like a spin-off or something it does have a very different art style right that, fair enough i don't know um, i heard good things about x i just never played it because i don't yeah play Wii U.
0: <laughs> i the only thing with the Zenblade the games is that you know they're it's going to be another time sink yeah i have a bot, the legend of Zelda: breath of the wild <laughs> uh <laughs> And I have turned on, I've done about 15 minutes, but my time has been taken up with, you know, Splatoon, a little bit of Mario, um, just, you know, getting used to the console and playing everything else. So I don't know if I buy one of those. Yeah, I buy Xenoblade and, oh yeah, it's the the new game for the Switch. I'm in with the hip kids and fantastic. But I have a funny feeling I know what's going to happen. It's going to sit there on the shelf and gather dust.
1: Oh yeah, probably. That's most games
0: yeah. for me. Yeah, but saying, saying that, Mark, these words. we probably are both going to buy it.
1: Yeah, I'd suspect so. I mean, JRPGs yeah. are the thing that I am most likely to skip. Um, but it
0: was, it was nice. Is there much else yeah, but, coming
1: in December? We'll find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that, normally what happens is because JRPGs are my thing and then you buy them and I think, oh, fuck, well, Kieran's bought it. <laughs> and he says it's okay but I like them better than him so I better buy it and then I buy it and then it still gathers dust
1: I should play Persona 5
0: <laughs> that's really the, my
1: outcome on this like, Game of the Year is not that far off and I've barely touched Persona 5 which if I played more of would probably be in my list yeah <sighs> you should play Nier Automata, That's a good JRPG
0: yes I need to get my hands on that as well. I was thinking about it so goof But uh, what else have you got in the news? Uh, More stuff from Thin
1: Direct. Uh, Doom is coming to the Switch. Yes. Holiday, Uh, and actually, at this time of speaking today, uh, the embargo lifted for previews of it. So a bunch of outlets have now got footage of the portable only. They weren't allowed to play it docked. Weirdly. Uh, Oh okay. Version of Doom. And the previews are all really positive. They said they did a good, like, the, the graphics have been downgraded and the frame rate's only 30 from seconds to the 60, but apparently it's a really good version of Doom. Mm-hmm. Which, Bethesda are going all in on the Switch. It's bizarre. Uh, and they also announced that Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, is coming to Switch next year as well. Which, great. <laughs> it's weird to see these games come to the Switch, kind of, but think the novelty of having things like you know doom on the switch is gonna be pretty good yeah uh, and that's for clarification last year's doom not you know old school <laughs> <laughs> um although i would also quite like to see that on the switch as long as it's not virtual consoles like the super nintendo version or something garbage like mm-hmm. that yeah. Uh, yeah um unrelated but on a like kind of side tangent here um Digital Foundry did a video just like last week or so about uh, they do do a series called Digital Foundry Retro Uh they go through different like retro versions of games and usually going through like the ports of them and stuff like that if they got ported to a bunch of places so like one of the more recent ones was they went through MDK and they went through like the different versions of that and stuff like that Uh, but they also went through Doom and all of the console ports to it uh, from it of it and they were like oh this is how it looks on ps1 this is how it looks on the jaguar this is how it looks like and you know going through in detail all the differences between all different versions and it's really interesting it's, it's worth a watch if you get if you're into that kind of all thing. right um yeah and then nintendo showed more of super mario odyssey which looks great they showed some new kingdoms cool they showed some new hats mario jumps on things
0: fantastic yes it looked, it did look really really good
1: it looks really good uh and then again there's more previews out for that as well because the embargo lifted for that as well um so there's a lot of video footage of that stuff that game looks real good mm-hmm. uh okay now in non nintendo direct related news yes life is strange developers uh vampire which was an RPG where you play as a vampire, which looks quite cool, uh, has been delayed until 2018. Which is a bummer, because I was looking forward to that one. Um, What else have we got? Uh, Picross is coming to the Switch next week.
0: I thought you said no more Switch stuff. I said no more Nintendo Direct stuff. <laughs> ah. Picross S
1: <laughs> will be available to download from the Switch store next week. Cool. Uh, it's 2D Picross so it's not not Picross 3D but I don't know I, I'll play some goddamn Picross uh, and then the only other news I've got is actually more Switch news it's been a real big Switch week um, so hackers got into the firmware of the Switch And found that there was a full emulated version of NES Golf on Switch. Okay. With uh, no way to access it and with motion controls added into it. Oh! So you could play NES NES Golf with motion controls. Right. And then they dug around some more and found that that there seems to be like a way to access it and that you can it, like it may only get unlocked once a year.
2: Oh, okay.
1: the day that Iwata died. Because that was the first game he made. Oh, okay. And it's apparently like supposedly unless this is like some weird, you know, massive hoax or something because it seems like the game's definitely in there. But the people that found it said that To launch the game, both Joy-Cons must be detached, and a hand gesture, which looks like the hand gesture that Iwata used to use during the Nintendo Directs must be carried out. And successful activation will load up this version of NES Golf. Okay. Um, And there's no way to trick the Switch system to do this, because uh, all of its time synchronization is done server-side. So... The only way they've managed to do it is because they have a you know they have hacked firmware so they can get into it.
0: Right. But it's
1: bizarre. It's kind of a nice little tribute to a rather to have in there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it is rather strange, isn't it? It is bizarre. It's yeah, it's, it's neat.
1: Um I never played any of golf. Uh I think
0: I did, yes. Yeah, it's one of the original golf games. Um, yeah, take from that what you will.
1: <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, yeah, that's all the news, bro.
0: Cool. Excellent. Uh, we've got a couple of new releases because um, we're uh, getting towards the end of the year. So looking at stuff that's coming out um, week ending the 29th of September. Uh, coming out on the twenty sixth of September, we have um, Batman: The Enemy Within, The Pact. So that's the new Telltale. Is that standalone? Uh, is that just an add-on? I don't know. That's uh, a but that's coming for a PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Cool. Um, I don't all the
1: Telltale stuff
0: anymore. Yeah. Uh, then we've got a sequel to one of the worst name games ever. What um, would that be Mike? Total War Warhammer Two. Oh, sh- why? Total, Total Warhammer. Warham- yes, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I agree. I have a friend that
1: works on that game. And I need to right. start nagging him. Like I think he's, to be fair, I think he's in like the QA department or something like that. He might be in design. I'm not sure. But I'd... either way, he's not involved in naming it. But I'm gonna start nagging him and be like, "Motherfucker, why is this not called Total Warhammer? What are
0: you guys doing?" <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, then I, coming out on the Friday, there's quite a few games uh, so Friday the 29th of September we've got 8-Bit Armies Collector's Edition
1: That game's supposed to be quite good I've still not played it, apparently it's very Get- Command & Conquerish
0: Yeah um, I've heard that, I haven't like yeah, I haven't played it, I've seen it myself so uh, We also have Blue Reflection coming to the PS4 from Techno. Tecmo uh, What's that? I don't really know. Anime. Ah, anime stuff. Anime role-playing uh, game. Cool. Ladies. Oh. It's, um, have have they got all their clothes on? Unfortunately. <laughs> so you'll be skipping that one then? Uh, yeah, no. No, I'm just one. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> the Harchdales is quite
1: nice.
0: Cool. I, we also have one I've been looking forward to, which is Cuphead.
1: Yes, I have that pre-ordered. I'm looking forward to that
0: one. Oh right, okay. Um, how much is that going for uh, these days?
1: I've forgotten already. I paid money for it. Oh wow! I bought it on GOG. Uh,
0: ah. That's the
1: thing. That's the thing. Like they and originally we like, oh, it's coming to Xbox One, and it'll be, you know, it'll have the play anywhere thing on the Windows Store. Yeah. But eventually, they also said, also, if you want to not go through Windows' bullshit store, you can get it on GOG. So,
0: it's uh, $14.99 All right. Well, it's not too bad. Yeah, I'll probably pick that up. I've heard uh, that game is
1: very, very, very hard.
0: Yes. The, yeah.
1: The buzz around that game.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we also have a Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony that's coming out for Vita and PS4. Yes. The Danganronpa games have been doing very well.
1: I've never played any of them. I keep meaning to. It.
0: Same here, uh, but everyone that's played them, they you know raves about them. Yeah, so I think so. I should just do something about that. One there's point. A,
1: there's a review code bouncing around, but I didn't want to jump in on
0: the third one. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I I didn't I didn't actually well,
1: yeah, realise that.
0: Ah okay. Uh, we've also got a Demons' Age coming for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, not hundred percent sure what that is, um, uh, but I'm that... going to
1: guess also anime ladies. Yeah, quite possibly. The
0: game uh is under Yeah. Oh uh, no, 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 uh, it
1: doesn't look like it's,
0: actually, this, <laughs> just like It's a relatively kind of standard like uh, dungeon crawling thing. All right, cool. cool. Uh, we also have Don't Knock Twice, uh, which also has a PSVR support for the playstation 4 that's uh, another one of the first person horror games because those have been great yeah uh according, to, according comes... to google
1: there's a movie with katie sackoff and lucy point on it
0: ah okay i suspect it's oh not that. no it's probably not that but yeah <laughs> um Fief 18 comes out on the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch yeah. on... Yep. So, yay for yeah. football stuffs. Okay. Uh, Gundam Versus is coming out to the PS4. Uh, that game, people really like that game. Yeah. And then there's something coming out which I cancelled my pre-order for which is the Nintendo Classic Mini SNES.
1: Uh, I'm super excited
0: for that one. D- are, you, are you still going to Get it,
1: yeah? Yeah. I want to play Super Metroid. And I have no other way of playing Super Metroid. Right. Because there's uh, no virtual console on the Switch, and that was the only other option.
0: Ah. Uh, no I, I had to cancel it. Well, I not had to, you but bought I Switch. thought... Yes, yeah. Yeah. I, and it wasn't just like I bought a Switch. I bought a Switch and all the games. Yeah. yeah. We talked about yeah. this last week, but yeah amazed so when you were like
1: hey bought three games bought
0: three more <laughs> yeah uh so moving on i'm also coming up for the speaking of the switch one piece unlimited world red yes a one piece uh yeah the one piece game. pirates yeah i've i still don't know exactly what i know it's anime but that's as far as i get um, I've never anime. really tried it. Yes, yeah. It's very long running.
1: Apparently it has somewhat it's one of the few like very, very long running anime that has
0: like kept its quality. Alright, okay. Um, I've heard very good things about it. Cool. Um Outcast is getting a sequel. Uh, it's Outcast Second Contact. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's the sequel.
1: What's Outcast?
0: Outcast was uh was that, that was the survival horror game that was co-written by Jessica Chobot, I think. Unless, am I no. gravely mistaken?
1: You're gravely mistaken. Outcast Second Contact is a complete remake of Cult Title which sparked the open-world action-adventure genre.
0: Oh, okay. Well, our Outlast is the one I'm thinking of, isn't oh, it? Which also, I don't think
1: that's the one that Jessica Chobot wrote. That was You reviewed that one that she wrote, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yes. And it wasn't
0: very good. It wasn't very good at all. No. Uh,
1: uh, what's it called? It all the things for Outcast are just the remake. <laughs> what was the original game? It's an action-adventure game developed by Appeal Software. Oh, okay. Uh, it came out in 1999.
0: I'll take your word for it. Yeah,
1: i never played it. I?
0: Cool. I... More PSV support coming this time for a game called Radio G Racing Revolved for the PlayStation 4. Hmm.
1: I can see, alright.
0: Yeah, I can see you, you're super
1: psyched about that. This is. I've seen this game on PC. It's not very good. It's, uh, right, it's a kind of wipeout style game, but you're on the outside of a cylinder. Right. So like so you've got like a full which to be fair there's actually a couple of tracks in oh no, I'm thinking of um uh fast racing Neo that has that. Um you know that one track in Fast Racing Neo that has the track that goes right round in a kind of cylindrical fashion? Yes. It's the yep, entire yep. game of that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And apparently I've not actually played it, I've seen stuff, it didn't look very good.
0: Right, lovely. Cool. Uh, the last thing that I have here is uh, Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Spectres. I never played that first one. But uh, same.
1: Heard good things again. This,
0: yes. One of
1: those yeah. games is super popular.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's that's it. And then the next things that we have are for the next week. Um, a couple of things coming out my birthday. Uh, and uh, forza Motorsport being one of them. So yeah, so looking forward to that one as well. But yeah, that's it for that. Is there anything else we've missed? Uh, board games. We didn't really talk about the lack of board game content.
1: Yeah, what don't been playing? my board games?
0: Yeah, um, I've, I've bought a couple. Got a couple of board games and things. i uh, Have you heard of Restoration Games? No. So Restoration Games is a new-ish company that's uh, been around for a little while. Um, and uh, Rob Davio is one of the guys that, that works there. Mm. Um, so Rob Davio is the one of the names behind the Pandemic Legacy. Um, he also developed Seafall and Risk Legacy. Yeah. So one of the things that Restoration Games do is they take old games and they bring them back, and what they do is they make them as good as you remember them. Okay. So that that's the idea. That's what they do. So they, they take games that you played as a kid, old board games that are, you know, possibly they had something cool about them, but they were just essentially roll and move games. And they take them and they restore them and they bring them back. And they, they add elements that we have in modern board games now. So I picked up a game from them called Stop Thief, which is a... Originally, it's a 1979 board game from Parker Brothers. And it was played on this electronic board. And you were all hunting for a thief. A crime gets committed. You get a clue or you get told where the starting point is. And then the thief moves around. And the game knows where it is. But what you would do is on your turn, you would do certain things. Then you would push a button to see, you would, you know, push a button a series of buttons in to say i think the the thief is in space number 64 Mm. and then it was all eight bit sounds and electronic sounds there'd be a police siren that plays and um yeah you know one of those type of games an electronic game and it did all right um (laughs) but So they, what they've done is they have brought it back, um, and instead of having this big clunky electronic board with components inside it, they've got a normal board, but it comes with an app. Uh, the app takes care of the movement of the the thief, and um, they're, you know, they've still got the old sounds, so that, which is quite cool as well. The movement, so the way that the game works is. Uh, on your turn you can, move, you can move first of all you get a clue so you find out where the thief has moved to then you can move and once you've moved to a certain space you can arrest so the board, the way movement works is a little bit like letters from Whitechapel you move on the spaces in between numbers, yeah. the thief moves on the numbers and you arrest the numbers okay. right, yep yeah. um But how you move is everyone has a deck of cards. You all have the exact same cards when you start with. And when you play a card to move, you can play one card on your turn, uh, any card you wish. So you don't have a hand, you know, you're not shuffling a hand of cards and drawing a hand of cards. You've got all of them. You play that card from your hand onto the table and then that's it. It's gone until there is a card that allows you to bring back your played cards back into your hand. Um, so some of the cards allow you to move seven spaces for example um and that's it that's all it allows you to do but there'll be a card that allows you to move two spaces but maybe take all the cards back onto the table Hmm. or there may be a card that allows you to move five spaces but get another action so if you don't move as much you get an an added benefit
2: okay
0: if that makes yeah yeah um yeah, so, it, and that's the game. Um, it's still it's still got kind of the old thing where you're playing for money. The person with the most money wins because when you catch a thief, you get a reward. And basically, it's the first to $45,000 wins the game. Um, and you can get, you know, like $10,000 for catching one person. Um, The way the game kind of deals with that, because that's always been a shitty mechanic in board games, Mm -hmm. because somebody could run away with it, um, you know, just by getting lucky and and playing the the system and taking because there's cards that allow you to, um, you know, do take that actions, take money from people and things like that. So you would often in the old board games, you could as long as you knew how to play the system, you could win the game without actually without actually playing the game.
1: Yeah, just by kind of screwing over the people that are playing the game.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, The way the game, now uh, how you win the game is, yes, if you have $45,000, then, you know, that's what you need to win the game. But you can only be declared the winner of a game after you've caught a thief. Okay. Yeah, so you can have $45,000 and try and catch a thief and never catch them for ages
1: yeah so you need to take part in the real game as well as you
0: know yes as well as yeah as well as take part in the um the take that element as well simple but good change yeah so yeah that's that's quite cool um we've got a board game day coming up this weekend so i'm probably going to try and take that with and play some things like that although uh it's been mysterium has been requested which i haven't played in ages so uh, yeah, it I've
1: might not be... played
0: Mysterium in a while I yeah. back to the table again yeah so that'd be quite good but uh, I think that's it anything yeah. else we need to add? no
1: I was holding my copy of um, Bright Future in my hand the other day and I was like I should play this again
0: yeah um... I was thinking of playing the single player of it because I've not done that yet yeah I remember learning it and playing through it and I thought it was quite chunky.
1: Yeah, I played through co-op and I thought it was all right. It was kind of tough to learn because I, yeah, you know, it was one of the it was when I kind of it was one of the first few board games I got that was you know more complicated than like Munchkin. Yeah, and you know, one of the first few Kickstarters that we backed. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of jumped into it without actually you know reading the rules as thoroughly as I should have and stuff like that. So it was a bit of a mess. But once you get through it. I, I,
0: I remember it being pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I need to get back into that as well. We yeah, play board games. Yes. So cool. So um, if you've got any comments or questions you want to ask us, you can send us an email to podcast at Uh, You can find us on Facebook, uh, essentially for Glitch Free Gaming. We have the Facebook page, which uh, links you when we get new episodes of the podcast out also new reviews on the site uh also go to the site www.glitchfreegaming.com uh ben's still doing quite a lot of work uh ben is getting lots of codes i got how i got the review copy of wrc7 was i just got an email saying i've asked for a copy <laughs> of this game for you i said oh okay crazy yes <laughs> yeah Ben's ben about that. yeah he, he doesn't ask anymore he just like gives you stuff <laughs> yeah he knows he knows the stuff like he's just like no this is
1: this is a game for you and it's like okay fine i'll review that i guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh we have got some content we've got uh, quite a lot of stuff coming um as well i was talking to ben today as well so he's busy putting up stuff quite often. Um, a lot of sports games coming, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, and Twitter, you can find us at GlitchFreeGame on Twitter if you are still doing that thing. Uh, um, and
1: YouTube. We have a
0: YouTube channel oh, yes, YouTube, yes,
1: a video on it now. <laughs>
0: well,
1: a, a new video on it. And also yes. a bunch of board game stuff that we did a while ago. I know we'll which...
0: Doing more of. Yeah, we do. We do. At some point think... buy
1: a real camera and we'll do some real board game shit. Be great. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think we should just do like a, a big Kickstarter, or a Patreon and something so that we can just quit our jobs and do video. Cameras.
1: Let us buy cameras and also the time to learn to use them.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then pay us a salary so that we can do crap videos for you.
1: And then we'll prove to you that we are worth the money by then making videos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're talking about a five year investment here. Oh God. Uh, but yeah I think that is that is it there's nothing else to add uh, no, no I
1: don't think so um, there are no, video games uh, to play
0: yes there's video games to play and I need to obsess about what board games I'm taking to the board game day on Saturday
1: yeah I wish I was going. I might take some board games with me. I'm going to
0: yes <laughs> they're not
1: going to be there <laughs> We're going to go see the rest of our family. Uh,
0: Ah. Yes,
1: we're going to go. Maybe we'll sit and play board games for part of it.
0: Well, you could do.
1: Take paperback. Paperback's a good one. It is. That's all. See ya. See ya.